Welcome to We Are the News Now with host Dan Hennen. Today is November 15th, 2021. I will be your host talking about the events from last week, the current events, items that were in the news that didn't or shouldn't have been in the news, and I'll be talking about items that did not make the news that perhaps should have been in the news. I'll strip away the fake news so you don't have to. Keep in mind, this is a faith-based program. As always, we'll start off with a prayer. Father God, in the name of Yeshua Almighty, the Christ, we humbly come before your throne and ask that you bless the airwaves and this show. Scramble all devices of the enemy and allow this show to go forth and reach millions. Thank you for giving us our audience, Lord. Please give them the ears to hear this message. Please be with each and every one of them, where they are, while they tune into our shows. Bless each and every one of them. Ultimately, may thy will be done. In Jesus' living, powerful, active, and matchless name, amen. Well, let's get started with the news this week. You know what's coming up in the news a lot recently is the indictments, uh, the Steele dossier indictments. This past week, November 4th, Igor Danchenko had the latest latest indictment in that whole case. That's a Steele dossier that uh, ended up being the the fruit, I guess, of that whole FISA approval process that was all fraudulent from the Steele dossier to make uh, uh, Trump look like there was Russian collusion that there wasn't. Now, Igor is connected to Chuck Dolan. Chuck Dolan, now his bio yesterday was removed from his firm's website, Mr. Chuck Dolan. He's connected to Danchenko. They have removed the bio from his PR PR firm's website since this indictment. The other connection here is Fiona Hill. That seems to be coming up here connected to Danchenko as well. Now, Fiona Hill, we recall her... um, Basically, back in 2017, Roger Stone hinted that she was deep state. No one really believed it back then. This was 2017. She's connected now to Dencho. Uh, uh, Igor Dencho. So now Fiona Hill is up to her eyeballs in this whole mess as well. Gavin Newsom was missing the last few days. I think it was even up to 10 days. No word from Gavin Newsom. They couldn't find him. Didn't make any public appearances. Photos later showed that he was at the wedding in San Francisco of Ivy Getty. Turns out he was in attendance at that wedding. Interestingly enough, not sure about all that. He's the governor there in California. Um, Very strange. Speaking of strange, a video made by the employees of Procter & Gamble 
they put together a pretty efficient, pretty efficient video anonymously without any names mentioned. Uh, it's out there on YouTube now um, saying that they don't agree with the uh, various vaccines and the products that are putting out by Procter and Gamble and some of the other things out there. They have a lot of uh, vaccine mandates going on and the company is going to be dropping and losing and terminating and firing a lot of people who don't have the vaccine. These folks have put together the video kind of giving the, the general public the heads up by saying, look, if there are shortages, delays, supply chain, delays of various products, um, basically don't be surprised uh, if we are um, let go, terminated, or fired. Uh, we do not wish to take this vaccine. Very interesting. That's been making its rounds on the Internet. Uh, interesting to watch. Um, get a chance to try to see that. Also making the news, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. Remember the Epstein connection there. Her court case is coming up uh, with Virginia Goofrey or Virginia Roberts. Uh, judge denied bail now for the fourth time this week. Ghislaine Maxwell denied bail for the fourth time. So she keeps pushing the envelope. She needs to get out. She needs to be set free before this case. And uh, we all know that she would never show up for the case anyway if she does get granted freedom. But that's never going to happen. The judge in this case uh, denied her bail for the fourth time. Doesn't make the news, but that should be front page news right there. Speaking of front page, Huma Abedin has been in the news. Her new book is out. She has been making the rounds on uh, talk shows and everything else. Remember, this was this was Anthony Weiner's wife when the Weiner Weiner laptop came out that showed the insurance folder, the insurance files that came out on the Weiner laptop that showed everything else. Uh, dealing with the uh, uh, the Comet Pizza and everything else that was going on back when Pizzagate started. And this is also the handler, many have suspected, of Hillary Clinton, who's been handling her, whom at Abedin goes way back, not necessarily to the Muslim Brotherhood, but more than likely the sisterhood, the Muslim sisterhood. And they have placed her in that position to to handle uh, things in the U.S. of A years back when Hillary Clinton rose to power. Um, and so uh, some of the suspected Hillary's handler was actually Huma Abedin. Uh, very interesting. But her book now is out. And keep in mind, she is deep state. I would not recommend reading that book or anything connected to her. China. The Evergrande Group in China defaulted on their monthly loan payment this week. Now, that's very interesting because that's one of the biggest, I think, real estate companies in all of China. Uh, folks were watching for that payment to be made um, and suspecting they were not going to be able to make that. Well, the date came and gone, and they didn't. Uh, they defaulted on that loan. Bankruptcy proceedings are going to now uh, begin. Keep an eye on that as that will be something also not in the news. Something that was in the news, Project Veritas and James O'Keefe, basically one of the very few remaining journalists out there in the, uh, in the U.S. today is James O'Keefe doing his own brand of guerrilla journalism to get the word out, get the truth out, and investigate and ha ask these hard-hitting questions that journalists today do not know how to ask. He's been uh, getting the whistleblowers coming forward on some of these tough topics including the uh, vaccine. 
Well, the FBI made a raid, early pre-dawn raid at his house and also the houses of some of the other employees there at Project Veritas um, this past week. Now, that made the news, much like the Roger Stone pre-dawn raid in his Florida home several years back, certainly uncalled for. Uh, Nothing Project Veritas is doing is illegal or criminal. They're simply asking uh, some very ugly questions that need to be asked. Uh, and the normal journalists of the mainstream media uh, fail to do, fail to do their job. Therefore, James O'Keefe, I'm sure, has had hard, heavy shoulders here, uh, sore shoulders over the past uh, several years of carrying journalism on his back single-handedly and doing the job that everyone else should be doing. But now he's getting too close to the truth. The FBI raids his offices. Now, what they're saying is that it relates to the diary of Joe Biden's daughter. And so it relates somehow to that. That may be the reason why they raided. But I think the overarching answer here is O'Keefe is getting too close, too close to the truth and rattling too many cages. They're going to do what they can to try to take him down. And they're do, using uh, the guise of this diary. Wendy Rogers, uh, the Arizona uh, congresswoman, um, made a good quote this week that was turning a lot of heads in the alternate media. It said, I want, I want to see perp walks. I want to see arrests, is what she said. Now, we've been saying that all along, um, but it's uh, very rare to get uh, that kind of pressure, that kind of um, tweets and mainstream press out of someone that high up. Now, much like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Wendy Rogers is getting a lot of uh, making a lot of enemies along the way by her truthful speaking. But it was nice to see that she came out and says, "I want to see perp walks. I want to see arrests." Very, very good. Now, speaking of the vaccine, the CDC director last week was asked in an interview how many CDC employees have been vaccinated. How many employees at the CDC have been vaccinated? Fair question enough. Um, Can't argue with that. She declined to answer. Um, Did not want to answer that question. Now, that's very telling. If you're the CDC and you're forcing everyone to get this vaccination and someone asks you how many people in your company are vaccinated and uh, refuse to answer that question, the answer is not a good one. Very interesting. Now, let's jump back to that, uh, to those indictments coming from this uh, FBI investigation with Igor Denchenko. Now, Crossfire Hurricane, remember that was the FBI running the investigation by the FBI into the Trump-Russia collusion around the time of the election back in 2016. That was the uh, group put together by the bad guys, I'll call it, of the FBI, Comey and everyone else uh, that was there trying to entrap and ensnare Trump and his group of individuals, uh, his team, into some Russian collusion, which was um, now we found out to be lies and made up. Well, the interesting thing now with Crossfire Hurricane is that the good guys in the FBI are now the ones doing the unearthing of the actual investigation of the bad guys, resulting in now these three indictments, Michael Sussman, Igor Danchenko, and Kevin Kleinsmith, 
We've got three indictments. I don't think any of these have really made much of the news in the mainstream, but are huge, huge news, newsworthy. Three indictments. But they're coming from the FBI, the good guys, the underlings in the FBI doing their investigation. And boy, if you get a chance to read some of these indictments, uh, these PDF files that are out there on the uh, US.gov website, the Justice uh, DOJ website, very interesting. Um, In reading these these guys, Sussman, Klein, Smith, uh, Danchenko, for instance, they all are interviewing, getting interviewed, thinking that they're going to walk away from this and the FBI, the bad guys, are going to be covering for them. Well, it's interesting when you read how it goes forth that they are really actually very good guys in the FBI doing this and basically painting these guys in a corner as they're speaking in it, and then they're having it all on record. Um, so these indictments are going to lead to, to uh, I don't think, I don't see any of these guys getting out of these indictments at all uh, because they're not one two or three counts. There are multiple counts of fraud and lying and being dishonest um, during these interviews. And um, that'd be something to watch very closely. The irony there is that it was the FBI who started it to try to ensnare Trump. And now the good guys are making the bad guys in the FBI look bad uh, for the whole, for being in on it, essentially. Very interesting to follow that. Uh, Brian Williams this week leaves MSNBC and NBC after 20, I think it was 28 years working now uh, there. Brian Williams uh, was very trusted, follow, followed by many years ago when he first started. And over the years, it became very awkwardly, uh, very awkward, the fact that he was an Operation Mockingbird plant for many, many years, getting paid and getting money under the table for pre- pushing this nonsense propaganda for years. Brian Brian Williams from NBC News uh, was one of the leaders, almost like an Anderson Cooper is today and a, uh, a Trevor Noah type of a type of a, uh, a host, a TV talk show host. It's very similar to that. These guys are pushing the propaganda to the max. Brian Williams was one of the go-to guys back uh, for many years, decided to retire and leave. Um, and all we can say is good riddance to that. Now, the Houston Music Rock Festival, not rock, rap fest, uh, called the Astro, Astro World, uh, resulted in uh, eight victims killed there at that concert at the Travis Scott's event. And very interesting things came out of that. Not only were people injured, uh, crushed, and stampeded and died, there were many mentions at this event of a Satanistic type of a feel to it a ritualistic type of a feel to it, and very an occult feel to this environment. Now, that could very well be the case. I certainly wasn't there myself. I can't attest to that. But several people also came up and and gave testimony that they were injected in their neck by something at that scene. Injections were being um, done. Now, very strange, the normal mainstream news, uh, you know, pushing this out to the general unsuspecting public just calls it a, you know, a wild concert that got out of hand and nothing more to it. Um, they should apologize and everything should be fixed and, and squared away. Well, there's a lot more to this than meets the eye. Once again, we've got this whole occult uh, 
Satanism type of feel to this whole thing. Now, God only knows what those injections were. Uh, people be injected with syringes in their necks. I can't even imagine what that is, and hopefully we'll have more information on next week's show about that. But very, very odd. If you read the stuff on the Internet with some of the people that were actually there and a testimony from people that were actually there in attendance, uh, what they went through, what they saw, and what they felt when they were there, very odd circumstances. Now, the state of Georgia came out this past week have 74 counties of missing legally required images from the 2020 election. Now, we're still fighting this election fraud. They were asked this week to come up with the images that are required from each of the counties to, uh, to show that uh, as evidence. Uh, they're legally required to have that. They can't account for it. 74 counties in the state of Georgia cannot account for any of those required images from the election. Once again, they're in hot water. Hopefully there will be an uh, election forensic audit there in the state of Georgia as well. Uh, they were heavily in on it along with uh, Arizona, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and New York with the, all the scams going on on election day and subsequent. And remember, these are not allegations. Uh, these are not falsified, uh, you know, unsupported claims. There's evidence in each one of these states that have come out in the past, both on audio files, uh, video files, capturing this kind of stuff, testimony, and uh, affidavits in each of these states that have come forward. So this is no such thing as this uh, false election fraud allegations and, and conspiracies. This is fact. We just have to try to do our best, get this out into the public so people will wake up. Hollywood. Gene Simmons this week made an interesting comment. Another one of these uh, carrying water here for the deep state for the bad guys. He said, if those don't get unvaccinated, those who don't get vaccinated, he said, basically, you are the enemy. He made a comment this week that the unvaccinated walking among us are the enemy. Oh, this is some very strange comments coming out here. I cannot believe that he would be that ill-informed or that uh, ignorant to make a comment like that. It only goes to show that he's probably some kind of a shill in some uh, fashion getting paid for making statements like this that quickly make the news. That statement that he made was, you know, was trending on Twitter. How does something like that, just a random statement, um, all of a sudden gain that much traction? And so I can only assume that uh, he is being paid for his services to push this propaganda effort. COVID in Canada. In Canada, Quebec and Ontario both have dropped the VAX mandate for healthcare workers. This made the news November 3rd in Canada, both these locations. And so they had VAX mandates, and not for everyone in the everyday in the everyday public and the people out there, but the healthcare workers had vaccination mandates. Well, in Ontario and Quebec, they did drop that. Now, though, that did not make the news. I would imagine that would have been a big front page story there in Canada that they're dropping the men. You know, they can still requ uh, recommend it, uh, encourage folks to get it. But remember, the illegal thing here is the requirement. This goes against the Nuremberg Laws set forth back in after uh, World War II. You cannot mandate anything health related uh, from the government. 
And so now they dropped that. They dropped the mandate. Very good news coming out of Canada. The Pentagon investigation concludes that the drone strike in Kabul, Kabul, that killed innocent civilians resulted in neither misconduct nor negligence, and there will be no disciplinary action needed. Uh, the result of that, remember those drones were being fired uh, uh, at supposedly the bad guys uh, by, by the U.S. To, to kill the bad guys in Afghanistan. Well, it turns out that they were landing and blowing up and killing civilians, including children and women in uh, regular neighborhoods, civilian neighborhoods. And so when that all came out, Pentagon came in and did an investigation. They said, we're going to investigate to see if this really happened or not. Well, they concluded the, the investigation. Innocent civilians were killed, but they couldn't find anyone to blame for misconduct or negligence. So they resulted by saying, we're not going to take any disciplinary action on the military. Well, that's very interesting. Um, how, how can you not have it? You can't have it both ways. Someone was negligent. Right? There, there was misconduct somewhere if that happened. But interestingly enough, uh, nothing will, will take place. There will be no disciplinary action. Um, that's very disgusting, if you ask me. Uh, last news here of the week. Back to Georgia. Fulton County. Fulton County, the elections director for Fulton County, Georgia, will resign at the end of the year. Uh, this came out November 3rd news of this. And it's always interesting when you see these news, I'm sorry, these election uh, folks in elections resigning, stepping down, um, uh, quitting, getting fired, what have you. Uh, this gentleman now says, I'll wait till the end of the year, but I will step down and resign. He was in charge of the Fulton County. Now, Fulton County had enough election fraud there uh, to... <laughs> That was uh, on overload in the state of Georgia, was Fulton County. Remember, that was the late night counting of the votes where the water main broke. The alleged water main broke. The floors were flooding. They had to evacuate everybody. It's always uh, very common when you see these voting frauds take place when emergencies like this break out and they find out that it was either done on purpose or it was uh, somehow staged as a ruse to get everyone out of there. Think back to 2019, uh, uh, what year was it? 2000, I think the 2000 election in Florida, they had those votes counts and the recounts in some of those counties and uh, where Bush was taking on Gore. And then we get the, uh, uh, the electricity goes out. Something happened there at the location. They had to reset the servers. Uh, no power was in the buildings. Everyone had to be evacuated. They turned them back on. And, and um, strangely enough, Bush had the lead in the votes when they inserted those new USB uh, uh, cards into those voting machines. And um, uh, very similar to in Ohio when they had the votes in 2004, uh, when there was some sort of uh, a disaster that happened in one of the Ohio counties to get everyone out. By the time they came back, brought everyone back in, uh, reset the machines, uh, Bush had the lead there again in 2004 in Ohio. These are things that no one really talks about. They're not much in the news. But we know in 2004 when the IT manager, Mr. Mike Connell, 
was in charge of that whole shenanigans. And he was appeared to me maybe thinking about coming forth and speaking about it. Well, his single engine plane went down the following week in the mountains and he was killed. So these things are very serious indeed, what they're doing. And um, folks, I think, find out very quick. It's easy just to get out and and then be done. So he submitted his resignation. He is now complete. He'll be done at the end of the year. But keep that in mind. Don't ever forget about Fulton County. That's where the nasty things went down that we'll be hearing about, I'm sure, for many years down the road. That's all I've got for the show today. It's November 15th, 2021. My name is Dan Hennon. Remember to check out all of our articles and content at eternalaffairsmedia.com. And if you feel so led to do so, please click the links in the description to support us financially. We are an entirely independent media operation and end times ministry. We rely on your support to continue providing you excellent content. Go to eternalaffairsmedia.com, bookmark the site, as well as sign up for the email newsletter in case they ever take our social media pages down. Big shout out to our donors and Patreons, uh, those donating to the cause. A big thank you. Once again, we'll be back on uh, Monday night, one week from tonight. Thanks again for listening. Why?